0: CHAPTER Fourteen OF IT'S YOUR FAIRY-TALE, YOU KNOW, BY ELIZABETH RHODES JACKSON. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. THE MAGIC BOOK Wendell had counted on having a good deal of support with the cloak of darkness and the cap of thought, wearing them around the house and outdoors and even in school, but he was a bit afraid to risk any accident to them before the eventful Saturday so he locked them securely in a chiffonier until that morning. It was usually very hard to get him to wake up Saturday mornings, but this Saturday was an exception. He was up with the lark, if there had been any, ate his breakfast before the rest of the family came down, and was soon on his way over the now familiar route to the Brookline house. He had timed it nicely. The giant was just leaving as he got there, and Wendell, only too aware that his scent was now well known to the giant, scuttled down a side street until the monster was out of sight. Into the familiar kitchen once more, and all through the house, went Wendell. The mother and daughter were doing the upstairs work, and Wendell sat around with them for some time, following a confusion of most uninteresting household details that ran through their minds. At length he was repaid, "'I guess I'll get my warm quilt out for the winter,' thought the girl. "'It's getting cold these nights. "'Now where did Mummer put that attic key? "'If I ask her, she probably won't tell me, just to be mean. "'I'll hunt around instead.' "'Presently the witch went downstairs, and her daughter took that opportunity "'to look through her mother's bureau drawers, and after some search she found it. "'I'd better wait,' she thought, till Mummer goes marketing.' then i'll put the key back again and say nothing about it but she had no sooner gone downstairs herself than wendell took the key and unlocked the attic door he took the precaution of locking it again on the inside so that there could be no intrusion while he was searching for the book he chuckled to think how chagrined the ugly stepsister would be when she went to look for the key and thought her mother had changed its hiding place The attic was a large unfinished room with peaked roof. It was only in the middle that one could stand upright. There was some old furniture and there were several trunks. Wendell tried the trunks first. One was locked with the key still in the lock and opened easily, and there inside, among a store of pillowcases and towels, lay what was undoubtedly the magic book. It was as easy as that. The book was about as large as Webster's unabridged. It was bound in very dark, smooth leather, all worn and frayed at the corners, and fastened with a heavy iron clasp. It did look heavy, just as the pixie had said, but Wendell seized it firmly and attempted to lift it with an energy that almost pulled his arms from their sockets. For the book didn't lift a fraction of an inch. It might have been soldered to the trunk my it is weighty he was right gasped the boy he tried again and again but the book must have weighed tons there was no lifting it wendell considered the matter there must be something he could do but what of course he could go home and tell the pixie and get changed into something strong a yoke of oxen or an elephant but this was saturday the pixie had done monday's fractions friday night and probably wouldn't be around again till Monday night. Well, well, what a disappointment. He sat down on the edge of the trunk and examined the volume. There was no title on the cover. He undid the clasp and opened the book at random. Yes, this was undoubtedly it. The quaint old lettering showed it the long, strange words. He spelled out what seemed a perfectly meaningless sentence. Whished a prolonged rushing noise like a sky-rocket, and there stood before him a strange and uncouth figure. It was a man somewhat above average height wearing a costume that Wendell thought was Oriental, though he had never seen anything like it before. "'Who are you?' faltered Wendell. "'I am the slave of the charm,' replied the stranger. "'I have answered your summons. What are your commands?' "'I don't quite understand,' gasped Wendell. "'Please explain.' "'You said the magic words that summon me,' repeated the apparition. "'I'm here to do your bidding.' "'Oh, I see,' said Wendell. "'Good work. "'Please take this book home for me.' "'I obey,' returned the stranger. He lifted the book on his shoulder, turned down the stairs and vanished straight through the locked door. Wendell scrambled after him, First, drawing around him the cloak of darkness which he had thrown off. "'Not being a magic apparition himself, "'he was forced to unlock the door to get through, "'and this delayed him a moment. "'So he caught just a glimpse of the genie, "'vanishing through the front door without opening it. "'But the witch and her daughter had seen him go "'and seen the book on his shoulder, "'and the daughter's mind was whirling like a merry-go-round, "'as Wendell easily perceived.' however it was quite otherwise with her mother the former witch sat on the lowest step of the stairs with such a happy and peaceful look that wendell hardly knew her free at last she was exulting inwardly i have lost the cloak and the cap and now the book and at last i am disenchanted wendell was glad she felt so good about it he stayed invisible nevertheless and hurried out after his slave who was now nowhere in sight. His trail could be followed, however, by a long line of small boys, stringing out after him as if they were running to a fire. As it seemed impossible to overtake him on foot, Wendell took an electric for home. Evidently his slave was there before him to judge from the excitement that still reigned among the boys on his block. Say, Wendell, they hailed him, You ought to have seen the guy that just went into your house. Wendell found the front door intact and went up to his room. There on his study table lay the book. The slave had vanished. Wendell's first impulse was to read it from cover to cover, but he was mindful of the pixie's warning. He had already had one demonstration of the wonderful power and immediate operation of its charms. This once it had turned out very neatly for him, But he might not be so fortunate another time so he opened the book very gingerly and pressed his lips tight together for fear of being betrayed by his intense interest into reading some powerful and dangerous passage aloud the first thing that wendell noticed was that it was all written or printed by hand and was evidently the work of different persons that is the letters some in print some in script changed their character from page to page and the ink was in varying degrees of paleness, as if the transcription had been made at different epochs. Wendell observed also that the pages of paper differed. In fact, some of them were not paper at all. There were pages of very thin leather of different shades, and a sort of tough, fibrous substance. That was parchment, had Wendell known it, and some strips of bark, like bark of the birch or ash and there were paper leaves also but yellowed and old none of it modern the book was evidently a bound collection of old manuscripts brought together from what sources by what means and through how many ages the boy could not even guess but it was a fascinating thing for magic loving wendell to examine even though much of it was unintelligible and much more of no possible use to wendell He turned the brittle, fragile pages with the utmost care, fingering each at the right-hand top corner, and turning the entire page with his flat hand, very, very carefully. The titles of the chapters, or charms, or whatever they were, delighted him beyond measure. How to turn wood into silver. How to turn base metals into gold. How to make iron float. To change an infant prince into a hummingbird. TO CUT OFF A DRAGON'S HEAD. HOW TO UNDERSTAND THE LANGUAGE OF BIRDS. HOW TO MAKE A FLYING SHIP. HA! MAGIC AVIATION, COMMENTED WENDELL. THE EASIEST WAY TO DISENCHANT A DUMB PRINCESS. HOW TO MAKE WINGED SANDALS. SOME TRIED METHODS FOR KILLING GIANTS. THERE YOU ARE, WENDELL, MY BOY, SAID A FRIENDLY VOICE. AND WENDELL LOOKED AROUND AND FOUND THAT THE PIXIE WAS LOOKING OVER HIS SHOULDER at the book. End of chapter 14